Things we hate to wonder about. Should you hire a lawyer to create that contract that you think you need? Should you sign the contract you just got without an attorney looking over it first? Should you just close your eyes, hold your breath, and sign everything just to get it over with? There's no correct answer to any of these questions, but there are different ways to think about them than the traditional panic mode that we all love to associate with legal questions. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, we're going to dip our toes into the scary legal waters that involve a lot of paperwork, some Latin, and a whole lot of legal jargon that no one I've ever met actually enjoys. All for the sake of figuring out if we really need to sign all that paperwork that flies back and forth in the small business world. We hear the word contract and panic ensues. Members of the Founding Moms call me all the time to ask the usual trio of questions. Do I need to hire a lawyer? Can I just go to LegalZoom? Should I even sign a contract I didn't ask for? The answers are always controversial. So as a recovering attorney who went to law school and practiced for 2.36 seconds, I want to offer you this piddling, mediocre advice that is most definitely not legal advice. Should you hire a lawyer? That's not the right question to ask. Why? It always depends on what your situation is. If you talk to people who've been through awful scenarios, they'll almost inevitably advise you to go hire one. If you talk to folks who've had bad attorney experiences, they'll tell you to trust me, steer clear if you can. I mean, what? Are they experienced lawyers offering solid advice? You know what I mean? But both are correct. It always depends. For small business owners, I prefer to suggest the following. Whether or not you decide to hire a lawyer, Think about what would be involved if the contract was violated. You can sign as many pieces of paper as you want, but if the other party doesn't do what they signed that they would do, are you prepared to sue? Can you afford to take them to court? And vice versa. If you break the contract, even unknowingly, are you ready to go to battle in whatever location you both would have agreed to per the agreement you're considering signing? And if you're asking whether you can just use the cheap option, like LegalZoom, chances are that you won't have the thousands of dollars it takes to duke things out in a courtroom. What about randos who send you a contract that you didn't even think you were going to get? Last month, a woman who hosts a podcast invited me onto her show. I was going to be a guest. It was going to make me famous. I filled out a form. I submitted my headshot. I did all the things that one commonly does to appear on someone else's podcast. But then, she sent me a link to her podcast guest release form. Beyond the basic name and URL input fields, it started smelling a bit lawyerly. Let me read to you exactly what it says. 
I consent to the audio and video recording of my name, image, and voice as part of my appearance on the podcast. I further consent to the distribution and broadcast of my appearance, including any information and content I provide by podcaster in audio, video, or text form without restriction. I understand and consent to recordings being shared both in audio formats and video formats on different platforms. I agree I will receive no monetary compensation for my appearance. The consideration I receive for executing this release shall be the exposure I receive to the audience of the podcast. I agree I am granting the podcaster a non-exclusive royalty-free perpetual worldwide license to publish any copyrighted work I supply as part of my appearance on the podcast. I agree I am waiving any intellectual property claims, including, but not limited to, trademark and copyright infringement claims associated with personal or business interests discussed during my appearance on the podcast. I agree I am waiving any right to publicity and privacy claims and agree my name, likeness, and business information may be used by podcaster in the episode in which I appear in future reproduction, as well as the marketing materials supporting the podcast in general. I agree that podcaster is the sole owner of any and all rights to the podcast, including the episode in which I appear. I further acknowledge and agree that podcaster has the right to edit the content of my appearance and publish the same in any media now and in the future without first obtaining my approval. I agree I am releasing and discharging podcaster together along with all of the podcaster's principals, shareholders, officers, employees, agents, successors, and assigns from any and all liability arising out of or in connection with my appearance on the podcast or the subsequent reproduction and distribution of the episode in which I appear in any medium. Podcaster grants guest a royalty-free worldwide license and the right to publish the podcast episode in which guest appears on guest's website or app and promote said audio episode or video version in all of the guest's social media accounts. That's nine clauses. I actually just read to you nine clauses. Those are nine clauses that I never asked for. And in all of my years that I've been guesting on podcasts, I've never seen such a thing. It went way overboard. Perhaps she was warned by her lawyer or her friends who had lawyers, that you need to cross all I's and dot all T's before you even think about having a guest on. Perhaps she is a lawyer. But can we think beyond the legalities for just a second? As a guest who received that form and had to plow through all of those words, digest them, presumably take them to my attorney and have her okay them, it was all too much. Too much! It was a turnoff. It made me not want to be on the air with her. And then I was put in the awkward position of telling her that I wouldn't sign such a thing. And guests who do make it through the form alive, their appetite for sharing is diminished 1,000-fold because of the eye battle that the host just put them through. I'm obviously not offering straight-up legal advice here. I just want you all who get tied up in legal things because you think you need to do it to think about the other person. Also, think about your bank account. Is it really necessary? If you feel it is, can you do a better job in presenting the what and why you need all of your legalities tied neatly in a pretty bow? Will you really find failure if you don't have folks sign the things with you? And if your response to all of what I've just said is to forge ahead and continue to do things violently legally, I salute you. By all means, just don't send me any surprise legal paperwork to sign, please. You don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast so that you can record a message and I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave me a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.